Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, not only were all five of us in the same place for the first time ever last night, but I believe this is our first day after show ever with all five of us all here. And we're all here. How's everyone doing? Sweet. Top notch. Yeah, I think we should go to D first here. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) We're all doing great. We're having a great day. Uh, you know, Red Rocks was absolutely wonderful last night. Um, you know, we, we, we did the show together. It was it was absolutely lovely. Um, but, you know, it, we got the Colorado folk. Just, everyone's here. It just feels good. Feeling good. I took a, a, a show day nap today. Yeah. You just so like, I'm just feeling great. I'm fresh from the shower. This is, this is yeah, shower was key. A nap might be in order after the pod. We'll see. Yeah, well, um, no, <laughs> the Wi-Fi did not check out in half the shower, unfortunately. Uh, so Neil is doing it from the living room here. This is also, not only is this the first day after show uh, with all five of us here, but it's also the first day after show in front of a live studio audience. Uh, we've got uh, Haps and Josh uh, on the couch behind us. They might be eating Sammy's. We're not sure. Um <laughs> But, I hope I, I hope they mock when when, when it's appropriate and throw things when it's appropriate I'm, if I'm if it's if it's if it's even called for. They've got, they've got last night's hot tea on in the background, you know. So if you hear that, that's that's what's going there on. Go. Um, but we're gonna get going. We've got some guests coming on today. Uh, one of them is not here just yet, uh, but one of them is uh, Miss Megan. Hi, Megan. Hey everyone, how are you? Hi, Hello, Megan. Oh, claps. Wow. Thanks, guys. I'm so excited to uh, be here. Thanks for having me. This is a real honor, especially to be with all of you. This is amazing. Yeah, it's very exciting. You know, this is this is the second episode of Always Almost Megan. Uh, we had one during Taboo's <laughs> tour last fall. Uh, oh, God, that was so fun. That was, was like so much fun. like four of us and you. Uh, yeah. and so, you know, welcome, welcome back to the shit show. <laughs> Oh God, I love being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm a, you know, I still feel like I'm working my way up to earning 
being on this show. So hopefully I'll, I'll put in a good showing today. We'll see. All right. Fingers crossed. I, we did an HF pod during taboos too, didn't we? That's what Yeah, that was so we, fun. Was, we did like collabs, yeah. right? The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did we do them like? Yes. Yeah, that was super fun. Yeah, that was, that was so fun. much fun. Um, well, you know, we have a, we have a great show to talk about last night, obviously we had, I think we all had so much fun, uh, yeah. last night. Um, but you know, let's, let's go around, you know, everyone, you know, going into the show, Megan, let's start with you. You know, how are you feeling before the show tomorrow? You hadn't been at Red Rocks in a, in a very long time. Yeah. I haven't been in Red Rocks in 27 years, which I know is oh, wow. crazy because I'm 28, but you know, it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was amazing. Vibes were super high. I actually went in with a college friend who was the last person I left Red Rocks with like 27 years ago. And we just were having so much fun telling stories about Red Rocks. And it was a beautiful day. I like got off the plane, got my rental car. I was like, why don't I live here? It's so gorgeous here. You know, I was like blasting music, driving down these beautiful Colorado roads. And I was just, vibes were high all day. And I went in and met Brian Brinkman for the first time. I hadn't met him yet, even though we've been potting together for two years. That was a special moment. And then I immediately was told by him that since I had early entry, I was in charge of holding down all of our spots, (laughs) which you guys know, Brian, like, he doesn't fuck around. So I was very, very stressed about it. But I went in, I got the spots, I secured them. And, you know, all was good. We, We had the greatest crew up there. There was like 12 of us up there just raging the kind of dead center like right above like peter like right above him um about like halfway up so you have like the view you know with denver in the background all the lights the moon coming up it was magical night i had the best time and i cannot believe i get to do it again tonight that's awesome uh isn't it crazy how little red rocks has changed in all those years too yeah exactly no it's so true it was it was exactly how i remembered it except i was on a lot less acid I was at those shows. There you go. I was at those shows with you all those years ago. No way. That's well, awesome. Little known fact is that you know B was actually at the first ever shows at Red Rocks uh, when it first opened. Um, 19, 1952. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, all, those, all those years ago. And so it, it still hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm, unlike Megan, um, I'm 157 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the pickleball you have to thank for your spry appearance. Yes. Yeah. I'm, wow. I'm going to start drinking saying, pickleball. The pickleball Jesus. Yeah. Speaking of pickleball, let's go to you next. You know, your your show day yesterday. This is your first, you know, because you don't leave the state of Colorado. Uh, this is your first yeah. show since Christmas. Um, So, you know, it, it, what, what were you like yesterday? How were you feeling? Uh, I was feeling good. So, yeah, you know, uh, came in Wednesday night. Uh, Ryan and I had some beers and a little bit of food. Got a good night's sleep, hit the courts uh, yesterday morning. One does. That was good. Yep. Yep. Ran into some people I know. And, uh, but yeah, we got down there. I actually uh, I got in line just solo. And then I was, I was going to meet up with, with a bunch of people later. But uh, my good buddy Brian, uh, Brian, Byron, Brian Treese on, on nice, Twitter, yep. that I think a lot of you guys know. Um, he's one of my closest and oldest friends. So we were in line together, met a couple kids. Uh, Dan and Brandy from Salt Lake, who made a last minute decision after hitting the Salt Lake show. I think that was her first show and his like second. And, and they they were immediately hundred percent sold. Um, so dude was just full of questions, you know, uh, I had all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
A Philly night too was the answer. That's um, always the answer. Always. And, the answer. And so, so yeah, you know the the time in line was you know went by went by fairly quickly and, and it was really fun. I had a lot of great chats. Ryan, uh, you know Ryan Legvold found me in line. Aspen Mike found me in line. Uh, so yeah, so we had a great time. Uh, got in and met the Storm family for the first time, uh, which was amazing. And I couldn't even name you all the names of, of just Twitter folk and, and other people that, that we kind of saw immediately upon entry. So it's just always, it's always so awesome to see everybody and, and get hugs and uh, yeah. So just feeling great uh, from the moment of coming in, I mean, just ready to go. So. Yeah. Amazing. Well, as you can all see, we are joined by our other very illustrious special guest today. Brian Brinkman's here. Uh, and we do have a great question from the chat from McGrupp. Who's covering Fish Tour? Yeah. That would be Jonathan. McGrupp, this is amazing advertising opportunities. Cross-pod <laughs> promotion here. We will be doing quick hits day after each fish show. We don't know the time because we never know the time. We will be doing one tomorrow at some point. I have to listen some to the point. show after tonight's show, but we will be doing a uh, uh, quick hit throughout uh, the entire fish fall run. It's not a tour. Remember, eight shows is not a tour. It is a run. <laughs> we will be doing uh, quick hits. We're very excited about that. Well, luckily, uh, you know, fish tour doesn't start until tonight, so we can talk about goose. This is not a fish podcast. As, not as fish we pod. like to say on the fish podcast, this is not a goose podcast. This yeah. is a goose podcast. <laughs> and, and just and just for everybody's information, all podcasts are derivative. So this is, <laughs> we just end up talking about the same content. Over yeah. Over. It's true. Um, <laughs> before before Brian talks about his night, Brian, I've never seen you in just a t-shirt. This is like unbelievable. <laughs> Who are you right now? Who are yeah, you? This is a lucky day for everyone. So I I, I got three hours of sleep last night. I'm I'm like seeing a show same. in my hometown, which means I get to uh uh it's also a pickleball podcast. That's great. It is. Uh um I got to get up help get my kids out of the house uh, to school. And I got to take the dog. I got to take the car into the mechanic shop. Everything was okay, but the check engine light was on. And that's always a scary, scary moment. We're all good. And then I took the dogs to the open space park and I came home and I passed out and I just woke up. This is like the least prepared that uh, I've ever been to join a podcast, but you know, we're here, we're doing it. Well, that puts you on par for AAT standards. So welcome. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this is this is like akin to Goose taking fifty minute set breaks. You know, it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, let's uh, let's throw it over to you. Uh, you know, Brian. Uh, you know, this is your first Goose show since Goosemas as well. Uh, as as another member uh, of today's podcast that doesn't leave the state of Colorado. Um, you know, how how were you feeling going into the show yesterday? Uh, I was excited. I, you know, it's Red Rocks. It's October. It's like an amazing time of year here in Colorado. Um, there've been some, you know, excellent jams throughout this fall tour that I was excited to hear what the sound in some of those jams, you know, specifically like that Vegas Elizabeth, that space that they found, uh, the thatch from, uh, from Missoula, not Bonner, uh, that kind of darkness that they found there. I was really excited to like hear some of that, um, and how that would translate to Red Rocks. I was also excited to hear like last year's Red Rock show was such a monumental moment in this band's history. Um, I don't think it was the best show per se, mm -hmm. but it like, it felt like a really, really big moment. And I was excited to hopefully see them take the stage 
having already played Red Rocks, that pressure's off. They came back four months later. They played a stadium here in Colorado. They played this, you know, huge spring tour. They play SPAC. Like there's a lot of check marks that have already been uh, checked off over the last year. I was hoping to have them walk in and play, you know, kind of a more relaxed, just just a goose show. It doesn't have the significance of last year. And that's kind of a cool thing. And so um, had a bunch of friends in town, um, was able to meet my podcasting co-host, Megan, for the first time in person. Uh, RJB was flying out. Ryan, I was hoping to see you for about three minutes because I knew you knew about... 9,400 of the people in the venue. So, you know, just all, all around really, really good vibes walking in. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. And let, you know, Dean, Kev, you guys, you guys were together yesterday getting to the show. How are, how are you guys feeling? Great day. Uh, Kev was working. So he was so kind to lend his Jive One mobile to me and um, got to shoot around town. Uh, met Brian, met B for lunch uh some good good food regroup headed up yeah it was great i mean it was a nice day i think um it was sort of this like wondering how you know how cold it's gonna be what's it gonna be like obviously it's clear so it's gonna be a little crispier um but i felt yeah the weather was really nice just a beautiful night um being up here this time of year is is really special for sure and yeah pretty easy i mean we walked up um, what was it? Upper South Kevin. The, uh, yeah, it took a little longer. I mean, but as we, we were saying, we sort of had somewhere to go. So it, it worked out not having to feel like we're rushed and, um, yeah, just so excited to see everybody. I think that was just sort of a lot of the anticipation of it all. That's um, it for, it. that's it for me almost entirely D. Uh, yeah. I was working yesterday, very, very stressful day and to be able to transition away from that so quickly once we got into Red Rocks and just seeing people and the vibe being so relaxed. Uh, it, it was a great transition from work to, all right, let's, let's get into this. Let's have some fun. Let's enjoy each other's company and let's listen to this great band play just fantastic music yeah it was it was amazing uh yes came to play this pod is gonna be very long buckle in people uh <laughs> if you hadn't figured that out already uh, yeah neil and i neil and i had a great day yesterday you know we're, we're staying at the at the the best airbnb in existence uh the mm. half house uh, Wait, the goose Brad house, you mean? There he is, Casa de Habs. The yeah. goose Brad the, the live studio <laughs> audience is They're clapping laughing. for them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like Jojo Casa Goose House or something. <laughs> Jojo Mojo Casa Goose House. Yeah, I know. Hong Kong Jojo. We had a great time. Yeah. Uh, you know, headed over to the venue uh, around three. Uh, you know, got in line, hung out with some people. Uh, you know, just in, enjoyed the vibe. Um, and then, yeah, got in and, you know, saw you guys, which was amazing. Um, you know, took some pictures, um, and, and really just, we, we got ready for the show. You know, it was, it was yeah. awesome. I mean, it was amazing. The vibe was so high yeah. last night. I just like, there were an uncountable amount of people to talk to, to give hugs to, uh, Brian and Megan. Like I didn't get a chance to meet you guys last night. Hopefully I get to see you tonight, but I mean, yeah, it we'll was that happen. bursting with joy last night. Seeing these guys all together, haven't seen Kevin in a couple of years. So, I mean, yeah, it was just amazing. It, it was almost overwhelming the amount of like how much I just wanted to like, go and see people and say hi. And I don't know, it was, it was just a great, great show. Yeah. Because so many people I know and love were there. And it was just, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, let, let's dive into uh, this show a little bit here. And I, I think rather than doing our usual kind of round robin format, I think we'll just kind of jump around. People can throw in 
uh, where they want. So this pod isn't, you know, three hours long. No. Uh, but <laughs> let's let's start with the first, uh, you know, kind of segment of this first set here. Killing Moon, SOS, Atlas Dogs, Turbulence. Uh, would anybody like to lead us off here? I just want to say about Killing Moon. Um, I'll just jump in really quickly and say that I think it's the perfect opener. Like when they opened the Montana show with it, I was texting Brian and RJ about it and talking about how this is like a great way to add variety to their set lists with like really good covers and like opening with that is such a great spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love the Killing Moon. Um, and so oh, yeah. so it, it, it immediately struck me. I was a little bit surprised when they when they went into it and it what's what's really interesting to me is well first off you know they hadn't played it since they debuted it you know at the halloween show at the farms and now they've played it three times in 11 shows and i'm not sure um you know i haven't checked the data uh you know maybe maybe ryan can uh or or vickers uh i don't know that they've played the same cover three times in 11 shows uh Mm. ever wow um yeah and so so i I thought that was really really interesting um you know they they all of a sudden love this song again um and it is such a great cover I, i was super excited to see it and and yeah i mean i thought it um you know it's got some really great good big arena rock almost kind of guitar riff, you know riffs mm-hmm. and so yeah it just it, it was kind of a it was kind of a big indie rock you know kind of kickoff to this show and it and it kind of set the tone energy wise for that whole first mm-hmm. set i agree i loved i loved hearing uh killing moon last night you know not a song i've listened to a ton uh goose mm-hmm. or you know otherwise but yeah you know been in rotation this tour and that's a really good point about have they ever played a cover three times in 11 shows that is, that is yeah that's an incredibly short gap um and an, and an interesting cover to pick there uh but it was definitely a cool way to start off the night and like you could see it okay you could see i feel like yeah and, and i said it last night i mean three times it feels like they probably wanted it one more time you know in prep for this obviously knowing that they wanted to pro- probably open the show with it i mean it seems like just getting it you know sounding good um and i thought yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, great opener. Very, like, I love, you know, that eighties Euro rock is incredible. Um, it was, it was, a yeah, it was proper fitting, very like the night just made it work. And then, yeah, kind of just flowed through the rest of those opening four tracks. Um, and SOS, I could, you could kind of feel that Dawn, it was like, yeah, they're going to split this up. And, um, I thought the Atlas followed by turbulence was a little interesting um sort of two songs we would expect to see maybe on their own in the first couple tracks but to have Mm -hmm. both back to back Mm -hmm. but i think it was just kind of some some songs warming up you know rick was getting into it uh he was kind of dancing around jumping from side to side as which was a little he was a lot more animated last night um Mm -hmm. and yeah i liked it it was great just settling in i think they were playing well from the start a little little more songy Mm -hmm. yeah bizarre set listing right you know you get very to open up the show mm-hmm. then you get what would close the first set typically right in sos and then you get the openers right you get the traditional yeah, two yeah. Of them and, Urban and atlas dogs so yeah bizarre yeah first set 
Yeah, it was it, it, the point of like the, the the odd set listing. It kind of threw me off a little bit throughout it. Um, I really liked Atlas and Turbulence back to back. Just um, from a pure song standpoint, I think that those mm-hmm. are two of the best like early first set songs. Every time I see Atlas Dogs versus every time I hear it, like just in in a while listening to a show, it's a completely different experience. It's like a full band attack, especially towards the end there really showcases ben's drumming in a really cool way um and turbulence like uh, yeah yeah uh like turbulence that chorus i i'd seen it once at goosemiths but like having it here at red rocks like under an open sky like it sounded like everyone around me was just belting out the chorus and that's just such a cool moment for a band like this that like (laughs) you know is still gaining they're still gaining new fans. They're still gaining like people who don't, who aren't familiar with this catalog, but you have people around here with an original song like this, that is, you know, uh, uh, being treated with such, uh, regard and such love. Um, it was definitely, it felt like until Bob Don, you know, goose is so good at, they set the table and then they throw you into a jam second or third song into a show. That's such a, it's a thing I love about them from a structural standpoint. You didn't really get that until Bob Don started to have a little bit of space towards the end mm-hmm. with the with tag on the Dawn that came after pancakes with a little bit more uh, of an edge towards the end of it. And then, you know, a so ready closer. So it felt a little like they were really setting the table. Whereas I, I kind of would have thought they would have come in, this late in the tour and thrown something down earlier on, but yeah. it, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Bob Don Don. Um, Bob Don Don. Thank you. Thank you to Josh, uh, who noticed that at set break last night, uh, which just Bob Don great Don. bit. Uh, and love put Bob into Don on the set list. Uh, it was definitely done on purpose, uh, which I think is pretty funny, but I, I'd like to throw it over to our resident Bob Don expert, Kev. Uh, talk about this segment here. Oh man, just thrilled to be <laughs> in attendance for that. I mean, we were talking about vibes uh, when we did our initial, you know, round uh, introducing the show here, and yeah, it was just man, play that for me all night long. I I just wanted to live in that jam all night. Fantastic. And they played the with for you, Kev. We know it yeah. was for you. I don't think it was for me, but I I, I appreciate it, it very much. Yeah, it was, it was for you. You know, yeah. you missed Goose Miss. You know, they did that one for you. Yeah, it was the COVID makeup for me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, and it was and it was the first true with. I mean, because as Ryan right, Peter indicated that they did it in Milwaukee, and I was there, and it was there was just some elements, but there was no you know expansion of it it was basically like 30 seconds of sort of this illusion to with um so it was good to see it get stretched out i think it was perfect it felt that song coming after the segment though that we just said it's sort of like ties into what brian was saying i think it 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 just like it didn't i would have wanted bobbed on after a big you know jam sort of that's like our breather Mm -hmm. our our cool down yeah our landing pad and, and it just, that was odd. I think they sort of, the configuration was a little off. Um, played very well, though. And yeah, Into like, Dawn was good. Yeah, it felt like Rick really dug in a little bit extra on the Bob Dawn solo uh, than he normally does, which was amazing. It's just such a great song. And then Dawn was an incredible follow-up uh, to that, you know, going right into it, just going right for the, you know, again, Brian, you said Under an Open Sky. That song is so good in a setting like that. Uh, you know, I know you're the biggest SOS fan on the planet here. And so I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of like to hear your thoughts about it. You know, I heard that Brian was saying that he saw like 
Jesus Christ rising above Red Rocks last mm. night during dawn. It was a beautiful moment. The rapture. <laughs> there's there's nothing I love more about following jam bands than when they purposely troll me. Uh, I had the best time during SOS. It's not my favorite song. Uh, uh, I have issues with it. They'll be for another pod. It'll be for the SOS dedicated uh, podcast. <laughs> Being there with RJ, getting texts from you, Ryan, uh, laughing in my face that they played it the second song of the show was a, a brilliant moment. You know, um, like I'll say just to like preface, like for the whole show, like inter- if I wasn't at this show and I was just listening to this show, it, it, it's not my favorite goose show. I, I don't, I don't think like, set list wise flow wise it totally worked there were some really cool moments but it was one of those like shows where them throwing down uh, a song that um you know kind of like just you know gets at gets at me in that like you know uncomfortable spot uh in in the second slot was just like a really fun moment among friends um ending the show with flow down a song that i will die on a hill for uh <laughs> loving that you guys all hate like well, it just so it was funny. all it was so fitting the whole the whole show was just like it was like an inside joke weird. which is the like, type of reason why you follow these bands yeah like we have this text chain with ryan rj and brian and it's just like the songs that we debate about it's the best because we all argue about songs and Every song that we debate about, they played last night. It was just like, so it just felt like they were like inside of our heads. It was really creepy. Yeah. yeah. I think they were trolling all of us to some level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, labyrinth. Could, Sorry to jump the gun. Could, but. could I just okay. real, real quick, I don't, and I don't want this to turn into an SOS thesis pod, <laughs> but, but could, could you just, I can't get past this. Can you give me a quick sure. uh, 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 feats of strength rundown of why you don't like SOS? My simplest reason is it is a meeting that could have been an email. Um, it's It's got segments, but does it need the segments? It's got the peak, but everything has the peak with Goose. Like that's why we, that's part of the reason we do all this. Um, I don't particularly love the shenanigans part at the the front. It's just it's never really clicked for me. i've I've gotten versions sent to me by Ryan Storm. He has annotated these and like gone through it. For whatever reason, that doesn't click, but you know what does click, and we're gonna get to it. The fucking labyrinth. Okay. All right. All right. Oh my god, we are not there. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. And I think at that point, and at that point, we should all just hop off and listen to Jive and Brian talk this out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think we, we may do that when we get there. Uh, but let's, let's close out this first set here with pancakes and so ready. Pancakes gives us our first, you know, kind of big jam of the night or you know, medium sized jam of the night. Uh, nice, nice clav work from Peter in here, of course. Uh, you know, you all watched me very exuberantly clav tweet. Uh, oh, clam. I was excited clam. about it. Yeah, I, actually, I, I, actually I, I, I don't, I didn't see that because as soon as So Ready started, you left your seat. Uh, I was talking, I, I was uh, and Neil and I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Neil and I went to the bathroom as soon as So Ready started. We met Kev over by the garbage cans. It was nice. a beautiful, it was a beautiful like, moment. We're- slow and like if you have the sexiest song in the world with the sexiest lyrics why would you play it fast it just doesn't make <laughs> all right Whoa. you men can have it the fast audience if you want doesn't it. like it the women want it slow, slow and just central. fyi yeah oh the men, yeah so the men can have it is, fast if you want it it's fine so this is this is what uh, rj wanted us to to read on the pod yeah. today thank you megan for this is what he said to me here. during so ready too by the way this so, is like yeah. a hot so take in the moment that, um oh where where is the mess oh here we go 
Uh, so ready is what men think sex is like. Slow ready <laughs> is what women think sex is like. Uh, and that is RJ's contribution to today's podcast. Nice. <laughs> and, and the labyrinth is what it really is like. <laughs> <laughs> drive, drive. We we know way too much about sex together. This is yeah, I'm, I'm For, so into this conversation. <laughs> Very prescriptive. And, 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 oh my god! No I lots of segments that go nowhere. God, I Compo- hope not. Very very composed oh. ahead of time. <laughs> no uh, exploration, on, no play. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not the second set yet. We'll get to the laboratory. This is a there. family pod. Feel a certain way. But I will the say that is a little bit was good. That is a little bit of my of kind of my feeling about this show. Like I feel like the first set sounded really tight and really like you can hear that this is like the end of a really strong tour where they've been playing a lot and like I think they sounded really tight, really fast. Like the pace was just really like high energy. And I loved that. I think playing like two songs like SO. There's that hotel Wi-Fi. Hotel Wi-Fi. Officially we have like and going away. Oh, sorry, was I gone for a minute? Yeah, you we dropped you for a minute. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I just think that the flow was like and there she goes again. Be kind of like this is this is unfortunate. Uh, when I, the- I feel like Brian keeps oh, mu- God, yeah. muting her every time she brings up SOS. <laughs> <laughs> That's just really happening. Did I cut out? Am I back? I just keep hitting the next next. Just as we, you're about to yeah. get to your main point, it cuts out. Crushing. <laughs> so crushing. Um, all right. Well, does anyone else uh, want to add anything in here uh, about about this pancakes or so ready before we before we. This pancakes was nothing special, but it ripped. It was fun. It was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. That that's a killer, killer song in front of multiple thousands of people. The, the mm-hmm. clapping, the way it all comes in, like from a pure song and jam standpoint, that song rules in my book. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was we were eager for a jam in this set, right? I think we're all kind totally. of hitting on that, and yeah. we finally got it. And I thought it was going to be like a huge pancakes, like we used to get last year didn't work out that way. We were kind of still left wanting for jams when this set ended. And when they went into So Ready, so, you know, thank you for the call out for just bailing on the set during So Ready. <laughs> but uh, I was like, there will be no jams. So I'm going to go to the bathroom and get a beer. This is the perfect opportunity because no one will be there. So yeah. I win. And then I had what actually one of my best moments at the show, hanging out with Kev just on the side. By the garbage can. By the garbage can. <laughs> Garboos, dude. Garboos. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Neil, come on, man. The So Ready had a little extra mustard on it. Okay? It did have a little extra mustard. And I, I enjoyed that it. mustard from the start. Yeah, I was going to say, I could hear it. Uh, and I, I, I went to start trying to locate uh, you, Brian, Brian and Megan, and RJ during So Ready. Uh, so, you know, but I got a couple of good pictures from up higher, uh, you know, where you guys were, you know, uh, enjoyed that. Saw a couple of people I knew. Uh, and then I found you guys during set break, uh, which was fun. I think we uh, found you. Yeah, actually, what happened? Yeah, you you located me. Uh, after yeah, I couldn't find you. It's a reconnaissance mission. Yeah, it yeah. was good. And then I spent the second half of set break uh, leading RJ down to come say hi to everyone else. Which oh was boy, an experience <laughs> to itself. <laughs> uh, but it was great. It was great. Does any, anyone else get up to anything exciting at set break last night, or just more just amazing schmoozing and amazing vibes? Nothing super exciting at set break, but I don't, I, 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 it's hard to pass, you know, talking about this music without mentioning what Getty was doing with his oh light God. rig 
uh, on those rocks last night. And again, we're talking about the music here, but I hope everybody had a chance to stop and just look at what that dude was doing because it was magic. Yeah, the thumbprints. I agree. One where it's like the the lines. Yes. Like yeah. Yeah. Like the thumbprints. Well, and and also, get like really small, and then they would like be all yeah. encompassing yeah. all the rocks. Yeah. It was so cool. And I, I would encourage anyone wherever you are in the venue uh, tonight, if you're there, take a second and look behind at the big rocks on either side because he was painting those with all sorts mm-hmm. of yeah. as well throughout the show, which was so cool. I loved uh, how he was like sometimes distilling it down to like very few lights, but then like blasting it other times. It like really adds exactly. such like a, you know it an emotion to it that he's just an artist. It's incredible. Yeah. Seeing him at Red Rocks is like nothing else. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the lights show during the labyrinth was another element of that song. <laughs> it really elevated it to We're not there yet. <laughs> We're just you're gonna, the Brian, you're gonna get you're gonna get the first word when we get to that song. Okay? <laughs> I can't Maybe. wait. Maybe we'll it away. Right, it'll cut you out again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I may. Um, uh, Let's start with Jive. Yeah, I was going to say Jive is like saving all of his talk time to engage with this labyrinth conversation. And Shama. And, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you guys project more negative. You put more negativity in my mouth. Oh, I was about to say, I was about to say, you were having, I wanted to throw it to you here to start the second set for this creature Shama, because you were, you were raging during creatures. Like, man, you were, you were, you were going hard. It was, it was a great sight to see D jive goose enjoying himself for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of enjoyment. (laughs) I mean that the whole first set, you know, um, we were all having a, it, it, that was so much fun. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, th- this is, and, and this is the whole thing, right? About being at a show versus catching a show on the couch. You know what I mean? It's like, totally. You know, sometimes I, I think I don't go to as many shows, you know, as, as some of these guys. Uh, you know, I like, I spend my money on other stuff, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, be, being there yeah. and, you know, we talk about the vibes, but it's 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 a hundred percent true. I mean, just I just was having so much fun just being with with all of you guys. And you know, set break. Shout out to Lisa Ryan's mom. She's the snack snack queen. Uh, she was pulling snacks out of this bag, uh, and, and it wasn't ending. No, it doesn't uh, end. It's been that way my entire life. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I thought I had a pretty good a pretty good collection uh, of snacks myself. So I had my show slice. Uh, oh, the show slice. I introduced, <laughs> I, I introduced Neil to some vegan jerky. It's delicious. Uh, Astonishingly it, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, so anyway, you know, as expected, things tightened up, uh, you know, by the time set two started. Uh, and so, you know, but yeah, creatures kicked off and I mean, it was a big party down there again and everybody was having a really good time. And yeah, I mean, I was, I was having a great time. It was, you know, again, I mean, you know, we, we say this, you know, maybe it's not going to be playlist worthy or whatever, but I mean, that was a pretty hot creatures. Um, and, and it had a really nice jam. Um, and then they, uh, and they segued into something. I don't know. What remember. did they segue into? B? What was it? Some cover? Was Shama, it a cover? Baby. Shama, it wasn't just that. Is why was somebody? Oh. Did somebody get married? That was my first Shama. Me too. Brian loves Thank the Shama. 
We, I, we love had, the, I, I love I love the Shama. So fun. Give me, give me Motown Rick any day of the week. I'm it's here a fun for song. It. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fun to dance to. Yeah, I thought the I thought the creatures too. It had a little um, you know, started out with you had sort of the vibes, Peter kind of pulling away, but then I felt a little more Rick led, um, guitar heavy. I almost felt it had like kind of like a country twang on it. I, I mean, I'll have to re-listen to it again, but it was like it felt a little different than um than uh, most versions lately and i feel like as we know creatures is kind of a song that's maybe needs to find its way again in terms of sort of some of the jams i think mm-hmm. that you know they tried the arpeggiator um but we we think back to you know 2021 some great versions or some will hold legend valley and high accord but oh yeah it, but but it's just a song i feel like that kind of has lost its way a little bit and then shama is fun but it right it just sort of adds this element of being sort of like packaged you know it's it just Mm. it it, it's you know they're they're looking for that transition so by the end it's kind of like the 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 jam is being forced into that way Mm -hmm. and yeah great for the crowd we can have our own opinions about it but i mean (laughs) what I, I think I think that's a really good point though about like the kind of almost like the forced segue because I feel like that's happened quite a bit this tour where there's mm-hmm. a cover there's a moment they want to get to, and so you do get this strange sacrifice of a musical space that could be explored and further developed. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like I'm two sides of this. Like, like genuinely, I love that cover. I've always loved hearing it. It was one of those things that, like when I first started listening to this band, just being like, my God, these guys pull covers out of everywhere. And they just like, they know the sound that they work well with. I totally get if you've been to, you know, 50 plus goose shows at this point in time, you've heard it a, a bunch of times. It's just, you know, whatever it's, I have a ton of fish songs like that. Um, so I'm of two minds of like towards the end of creatures. I think someone was saying it here in the chat that like it really smoked and it really got into a cool area and it sounded like there was a transition to another jam space that would have been slightly unique for creatures. And instead we get a cover. Um, so like in the moment, you're really happy uh, at, on the other side of it. Like what was, what's the unknown musical space we could have heard last night. That's just like, that's the weird magic of all of this. And Brian, you sort of alluded to it earlier, like the band's still like continuing to grow their fan base. And mm-hmm. uh, there are those clunky, what I'll describe as clunky moments sometimes where they don't go into that exploratory space and, you know, feel that out and flesh it out to see what's there. But I always, always like to be the voice of like the every fan and to remind mm-hmm. these guys that sometimes they're just playing songs to play songs for fans. And, and sometimes it's not about those jams, even though that's what we talk about here. Hashtag even Kev Neil. Yeah, we're there for the jams. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's actually that's actually like a really good point I think because you think a lot about how like when we look at a band that we're listening to like every show and you think that like you're looking for that really like patient exploratory like really interesting stuff that you know they can do especially since a lot of us are fish fans and we are so discerning and our expectations for jams are just through the roof and i think this band is why we love it is they're showing us they can deliver that at times and that they have this like obviously a million other reasons but their jamming is something that a space is i'm really interested in learning more about and like hearing more so i'm really like wanting them to jam more and so but you're right. You're playing your first night at Red Rocks the second time you've played there. Like, you probably want to play some songs and not right. spend 40 minutes on a drip field, which is what we're going to get tonight, which is going to be great. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, 40-minute drip field? 
<laughs> 25. Okay. I'll take 40 With some crowd noise. It's fine. You'll get, you'll get hunger sight and you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, what, one, just like one. I've been trying go to ahead, talk go ahead. for like five minutes and you've been very nice. No, it's good. You're going to talk now. Uh, no, I, well, now I have nothing great to add. I mean, creatures <laughs> was good. Uh, it, and so in, in this conversation about like finding spaces, they were finding actually some pretty good space in this creatures. And then it does peter out, which again, just coming back to this feeling of like, we were just one of the jams and like, we just weren't getting the jams in the show. So, mm. you know, hopefully the jams are tonight. I, think. I would hope maybe it's a loosening up. I think two sh we often see, right, like you said, Philly Night 2, whatever, but a lot of two show runs, Second Night Legend Valley 21, like it's sort of that comfort of settling in. Yeah. Um, and that expectation, right? You're building up to this massive show that you sort of have high expectations of these people. And I, I definitely was uh, guilty of maybe expecting a little bit more, like we said, in some of the, the exploration space, but it kind of felt like last year where it was like sort of, a lot of songs, a lot of energy, very well played, but just sort of, um, yeah, not not really taking those big risks. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No Skux Life last night, though. Yeah. Pardon? No Skux Life last night, though. No, no. Not, I don't think we that. get three covers. <laughs> was it? What was it? Four last year? Or we had three in the second set last year, Brian. Yeah, that, three covers. Me, that was a, yeah, three in the second set. Yeah. Well, yeah. that didn't happen at least. So yeah. Well, let, let's let's continue on with the second set here. Uh, let's go feel it now and this old C. You know, feel it now continues to be a great second set song. I feel like though at that point in the set after Shama, again we were looking for a jammer to come out next. Uh, and so feel it now is good. It kept the dance party vibe going, but again it was like a, you know, we need a little bit more of the unknown here. Uh, so again, still having a great time. You know, vibes were high, fun to dance to. Um, but yeah, looking for the jam, but this old C, you know, coming out just one, you know, obviously one of my mm -hmm. favorite songs. I think everybody can agree, uh, that it's one of the best songs in the goose catalog. Um, and the first jam to this old C since Mexico in January, very, very exciting, uh, to see come back. It was an excellent, yeah. excellent version. Um, you know, we got some nice, uh, Zeppelin-y jamming, some Moby Dick CCP action. Um, it was, it was excellent. Uh, you know, some, in our group thought it was heartbreaker um uh and you know it, it was, was not an instant correction after that but like yeah, yeah you you were right we said it was it was in the led zeppelin away. zone you yeah. know yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but this was a great great jam you know peter uh you know having like an, an excellent organ solo and then rick taking the lead and just like in the first set um you know he just didn't want to let go of the peak he just kept going and going and going uh and the energy again just was so high all night um, you know, you, you get some shows that you play, um, you know, like lighter on jams may feel lower energy. Um, last night was high energy show while being lighter on jams. So, it, you know, it didn't feel like, like, oh, there's feel it now. Like, you know, another song that we know is not going to jam. We know what's going to happen. Um, and you know, like people weren't excited about it. Like people were still really excited about feel it now. Um, and it I was, just wish it would jam. Yeah, that's like I mean we have the pack like it's got a prepackaged you know little little jam in it, but it is it's it, it's it's right there. They reworked it a little bit too, as we've talked about. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it sounded one of the better versions since the rework, um, but just just now just hoping for it to let go one time. <laughs> yes, we did we did get a rare yeah. spinning jab last night uh, a few times. That was, that was and two cool. gongs. 
two gongs? Two. Mm-hmm. There was the mini gong happening. Ooh. Ooh, I never gong. remember where they were. I tweeted them so you can, you know, see what time it was, but oh, I have okay. no idea. <laughs> it was a gong tweet. Uh, anyone else yeah. want to talk about this, this feel it now, this old sea here? I'm sure. I wanted to talk about this old sea really quickly, just saying that this is like one of the reasons I love Goose and I go to see Goose is their ability to tap into like deep emotion. I think that so few jam bands can do that. And this song, just to hear this song like played at Red Rocks was just absolutely mm. stunning and just crushed me. This song is like, I don't know, it, it's a rare person that can write lyrics like this that are just so classic like this and can touch anyone at any point in their life. And it just blew me away. And the jam was, this was my high point of the show. I thought it was just so perfect. I was waiting for them to slow down. The whole show is kind of like, I want to hear, I love their ballads. I love when they really get slow and Rick's emotion. I thought he's playing with such emotion right now. And, and hearing it in a song like this is really gets highlighted. I love that. This is my favorite not, point. Not just the writing, but man, that the like obviously the guy's got the voice of an angel. Like well, that's oh, the thing. Gosh. The emotion <laughs> that he can oh, sing with is, is just unbelievable. And even yeah. like I think that now after hearing the Autumn Crossing EP and like the emotion that he's bringing out in the studio is just un fucking believable and I'm so excited because I can hear that coming out like on stage too and it's like mm-hmm. I mean he's just going to continue to build that and it's exciting yeah. yeah and and Rick was also like 13 when he wrote this old scene I don't know how that's possible like I have a 13 year old daughter and she does not have that emotional depth I'm not trying to knock her but like <laughs> not everyone's that's Rick. incredible I hope she's not yeah. listening yeah you know, don't worry she's not <laughs> <laughs> So we're like, like leave, leave no one in my family listens to my, to my voice. mom. Yeah. I don't care about your podcast. No. Um, <laughs> so wait, no, so, uh, go, go ahead. ahead, Neil. Talk. No, uh, so <laughs> this old C, uh, this jam is uh, this is just weird. It's one of the the jam highlights of the night, but it wasn't really a jam necessarily. It just totally, felt like a totally. really really big, really fucking awesome guitar solo. Yeah, um, but that's and like, how so many of the jams felt like last night. I felt like. Yeah, 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 and like this one exemplifies all of that. It's all in here, and and yeah, I mean Rick was playing incredible. I was joking around at the show, um, and maybe a little bit after the show, I was saying it was Rick's prog ghost, <laughs> and nobody took the bait and got really mad at me. <laughs> but uh, I no. just told you that it was late at night, and you should not be saying things like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, the, the, I mean, excellent guitar playing. And but at the same time, hitting on the steam that we're getting at, like we wanted jams and like this wasn't it was a jam, right? It was an extended improvisation thing, but it was mostly just Rick and Rick going hard. And it, but it was cool. Yeah, the Rick gazing jamming of, you know, of late, I, I would love to get back towards. So, and we, we've had it in moments for this tour, but like that really democratic full band jamming, we would get that in a composition following this old seat, but more on that later. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, um, my one of my buddies uh, who I was with kind of elbowed me during the this old seat jam and was like, this sounds like something that would be played in a sound check. And it had that kind of like loose mm. energy of like, there's nobody in front of us. We're just jamming as a band kind of in a room um, where like, you know, someone's kind of checking levels, someone's checking their gear. And, you know, Rick is, is the center of this all. He's, he's going off. And as a result, he just like kept going. I mean, it's a nearly 20 minute version of the song. I think, you know, when you comp this to the version that was played, um, uh, in January, that one kind of gotten more of like a, you know, 
kind of hypertension type of uh, really cool, like rhythmic sort of section. Um, a lot of the ones from 2021 and 2022 were full band jamming more than anything. And to your point, Megan, like I love that Goose can jam out ballads. That's something that like speaking of, you know, the fish comps, like that's something that for whatever reason, fish just avoids like the plague. They refuse to jam out ballads, even the ones that have really cool space and really cool opportunities for jamming. Goose leans into that. And that's a really cool thing where you get this emotion and you get the full songwriting, but then you get the jam off of it. It was just great to see like this song, get that treatment again, even if to your point, Neil, I'm in full agreement. It, it wasn't like a full jam that I'm going to go back to and try to like analyze and try to figure out what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, Brian, I, I was going <laughs> to kind of touch on something similar. Just, yeah. just the, the juxtaposition of, this beautiful, beautiful song. And then you fast forward 10 or 15 minutes and the, he Rick's just shredding and it's a, you know, it's a locomotive at that point. And so yeah. it's really crazy. And we literally had the guy behind us last night, I think two different times. Is this, is this still this old C? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's the best. Yeah. But it's, it, it's so it's, it's, it goes to, two completely different different spaces and and yeah i mean i love the song I, i've always loved the song from the first time i heard it. it's i think i think it is truly one of the most gorgeous you know mm-hmm. ballads uh that they do and and they they can they can bring it down so soft and you know they're very delicate you know with it and also in, in, a, in a big spot like red rocks it's really cool to see that you know it's really cool to to see them you know, approach something with, with such kind of softness, you know, and then have this explosive jam afterwards. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely probably, probably for me, I, I think easily the highlight of, of set two, mm-hmm. uh, de- definitely. Yeah. Not Brian's highlight of set two. Can, can we talk real quick about the two and a half men vibe that's going Just on? Two and a half men. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That is so good. I have to say, I joined. I joined three and a half before, ju- just so I could actually like hear this banter. They were hilarious. It was like a sitcom over there. We're having a, we're having a good time here at the Habs. Yeah, but it, we uh, now. Who else you hiding back there, man? What? Who else you hiding back there? I'm gonna give a quick shout out for. Uh, all my criers out there because this old C got me last night. That's right. And shout out to all my criers. I'm one of them. It took me down last night. Fucking Jesse. It's, it's that combo of like yeah, everything Jesse. and then the last line when you realize yeah, you're gonna all this. But like every time you hear that live, you're like, fuck. Yep. You know, <laughs> I feel like oh, Goose has so many moments that I like clutch my chest at lyrics. And, you know, I don't really do that when I go to fish shows. You know what I mean? Like I just have these moments that I just like feel like I get hit in the heart, like in a way that's just really intense. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, we've now reached the point in the show that I think everybody has been waiting here for. Comes. And so what we're going to do here, Not uh, me. we're going to put this guy <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, Brian, uh, please defend your position here. Yeah. I'm going to grab a beer and listen. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll keep it really, really simple. Um, it is a fascinating composition. Yes, you're absolutely right, Ryan. It does not have that 
uh, expected conclusion that one would want at the end of a jam band composition. But I, I would argue not all compositions need that expected big D major peak that you get out of certain other compositions that Goose has written. It's weird. It gets into musical spaces that you never really hear from them. Uh, it's it's interconnected in a way that makes sense, but also kind of challenges you. Um, I will say the funniest part about this song being played, especially in the placement, and I will argue this was pretty poor placement for a song like this, like deep in a fourth quarter of a show. I don't know if this is exactly where I would have placed it, but as the song would quiet down, people would just like start clapping as the song was over. And that was, and and then it would begin again. And that was really, Um, it it, it like taps into um, a love I have for, you know, bands like Genesis that I'm not saying this reaches that level by any means. So don't, don't come Mm -hmm. at me, but it, it, it it, it taps, it taps into a compositional side that is not typically seen with this band. You know, um, one of the appeals when you get into a band like fish is, Oh my God, how did they write you enjoy myself? How did they write divided sky? How did they write, uh, David Bowie or foam? You don't have that as much with Goose. One of the things I always loved about Goose was they feel like an indie rock band that also jams. And so you get straighter songs that make more sense and are more accessible, um, but then go off into really cool jamming spaces, especially in various points of their career. The Labyrinth is the inverse of that. It is a strange song that has been spliced together in a really fascinating way. I think that if you get the placement right, it's truly fascinating. Um to me, and you know, just to get back to like the last thing I'll say, this compared with SOS, SOS to me has very drift while you're sleeping vibes. Uh, the labyrinth has very petrichor vibes. I don't want to hear yes. petrichor every show, but when time I hear petrichor, elastic. like it really, really fascinates. I, I don't think it touches time turns elastic, but that's another conversation. Yeah, <laughs> just right, in the vibe, in the ability yeah. to kind of like suck energy out of the room but i will say as like a devil's advocate <laughs> i i didn't think I it was, I, think... I think it kind of killed the vibe last night but i will yeah. say i like my that they're taking high, risks mine were too but i felt like it just i don't know i think a band taking a risk like playing a song like that at red rocks i think is should be applauded and is the kind of thing we want to see them doing because that's risk taking and we want to support risk taking so mm-hmm. i am going to say i didn't love it in the fourth quarter i didn't love the song just didn't have like a narrative arc for me. I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't understand like the through line at all, but I had a lot of fun laughing with RJ during it. And I fully support the band doing whatever the hell they want, because I think that actually makes for better shows. So if they want to play it, play it, do it guys, but it's not my thing. And um, tea is not like a drink that's known for like resuscitating you. It's more of like a calming drink, but it really like woke me up last night. It like brought us all back to life. And I was really excited for that hot tea. Super fun. Definitely brought B back to life. I'll say that. Um, but, let, 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 hold yeah. on a second. Uh, Please. Because uh, we, yeah, we gotta the other you, can't, you can't keep doing way. this to me. Uh, <laughs> let me uh, seriously though, I've been thinking about this and I'm going to bring this, I'm going to bring this background to, to what Kev was, was saying earlier. Um, and, and we, we do talk about this that, Hey, you know, they're not, they're not playing these shows for us. And, and in fact, you know, far right. from it, I think a lot of times, right. And so I was, I was actually thinking about this first during Shama last night, I kind of started to have these thoughts that I'll share. And then I got a text this morning uh, from, from a good friend of mine. I don't want to say who it is because I don't want, I don't want anybody to go out of him either, but, but, <laughs> but his, his one comment to me, he's seen a ton of fish. 
um, you know, and he's now a pretty big Goose fan. His his text to me this morning was, "Damn, can we talk about that labyrinth?" And hmm. what was you your know, response? And, and uh, hold on a second, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of telling you my response right now, right? And and so you know, honestly, I think my response is, uh, you know, it's okay to find joy in other people's joy. Yeah. And yeah. And conversion. And so, like during Shamu, it was it was super funny because I could tell there were some people around us that didn't really know Goose, and you know we're really just we're really into Shamu, you know, because you know, they, they know the song, you know, they've heard it at, at weddings they've been to, and <laughs> and so I was like, that's really cool, you know what I mean? Like like that's it's cool to see other people enjoying things that maybe you don't enjoy so much, but you know, I don't know, maybe sometimes you have to look at yourself at, and and. Why don't I enjoy this more? But finding joy in other people's joy. It's okay, Jesse. <laughs> Good point. It is possible. Well, I would just, I'd like to go back just a little bit. Megan, you said you were playing devil's advocate uh, when you said the, the energy was kind of sucked out of the room during Labyrinth. I think Brian is playing devil's advocate in that the energy. No, I was playing devil's advocate to myself saying that I thought the energy oh, was sucked okay. out of the room, but I was appreciating the risk they took. That was like yeah, me just, playing the other I side. certainly I agree that. that. It, it sucked a lot of energy out. It yeah. was it was a strange placement for a song that weird. Um, a lot of people yeah. are unfamiliar with. is very complex. It's long. Someone said in the chat here like it was eleven minutes, but it felt like thirty. That yeah. happens sometimes. <laughs> like you're you're like, yeah. when is this song going to end? And to your brain, or you know, like a really long jam where you're like, oh my god, that must have been twenty five minutes, and it was like seventeen minutes. And yeah, you know, fifteen. That, that yeah. Time yeah. is super weird with this sort of stuff. You're not like checking your watch at a show while you're at a thousand feet elevation and, you know, consuming whatever people are consuming. Like it, I get that sense. Water, and like when they water. play something, <laughs> you and so me both. Uh, when they play something that you don't necessarily like, I, I think to Brian's point, like there are two ways of approaching this. And this is part of the reason why, you know, for me personally, I love having a new band in this jam band sphere to, to, to listen to is sometimes they play something you don't like and the initial reaction is this sucks. I don't like this. Why are they doing this? They're ruining my show. The alternative is like, okay, why are they playing this? What's going on here? What is the other person who really digs this? What did they come to music for? Like there's a lot of stuff to learn about music, even if you don't like it. And I think a song like the labyrinth, even though it appeals to someone like myself, like there's a reason that those guys are playing it and it may be tapping into something, you know, subconscious for them musically or something that we're not going to hear for four or five years from a musical standpoint. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling a bit, but like that, that sensation of like something happens, you don't like it. You have a couple choices at a show. And I think to Brian's point, like trying to figure out why they're doing something, you know, trying to accept other people's joy, even if it's not your thing is a cool part of all of this. Cause it's all un like, we have no idea what they're going to play tonight. They could play something we all love. They could play something. Six of the people on this, on this uh, screen love and one person absolutely hates. And we're like, what, what is wrong with you? You know, like that's sort of, that's, that's the vibe of this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and again, just speaking, How just do you not speaking, speaking joy, like Brian's uh, jive finding joy in other people's joy i'm always reminded to to look at some of these shows uh, my sister my older sister my niece both came on board you know a couple of years ago and have become really big fans but they are not so much as huge into the jamming again that some mm -hmm. of us are 
Uh, and so to that point, like there'll be songs that Goose plays that I'm not necessarily a big fan of. And I'll get texts from, you know, the group chat from my sister and my niece. And they're like, holy shit, that was so, you know, whatever song it is, it was so cool. I enjoyed Rum. it so much. It was Rum. And, <laughs> Rum, for sure. and I didn't want to name names here, but again, just finding joy in other people, enjoying something that, Hell yeah. you, you know, you could pass over, but it's making somebody that you care about very happy. So there's, there's a lot to be said for that. So speaking of enjoying it, can we talk about Peter on the keys last night in hot tea? <laughs> in the um, he was loving <laughs> he was life. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, that hot tea was unexpected. I actually thought the show was going to end in, in this hot tea. Yeah, same. I yeah. was like, oh, this is a non-core. We thought it was is, 11 o'clock. Yeah, we thought it was 11. This is over, oh, and yeah. this is all we're going to get. And, like, Rick running off the stage is really weird. He went to uh, the bathroom. He to, I mean, yeah. Did he puke, though? What are people saying? He said something into the talk back, Mike. Trevor cracked up. Peter gave him a thumbs up, and then he dipped. And so, I, you know, yeah. when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah, cr crushing one too many Modellos at Separate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's hydrating, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Tricky. But no, was for there, real. <laughs> the, was there any the, conversation about this puke thing, though? Did he puke? No. no I, was, Lucas, Lucas, I oh, okay. was going off of no evidence. Uh, oh, naming names. Okay. Well, I mean, oh, that's fair. He just doxed them. <laughs> <laughs> whatever neil you were mid-sentence um well no i was just talking about how this hot tea was really really good yeah. and when rick ran off the stage i thought this is truly bizarre like i don't know what the hell is going on the wheels are falling off the wagon the show's gonna end any minute now and rick has just run off the stage. <laughs> um, but like it was like peter's moment to shine he said something and uh, rick said something into the talk back mike then peter like head down still playing keyboards like big thumbs up like like this <laughs> and then just absolutely ripped and then hit everything hit the clav hit, hit the organ, organ. yeah he yeah it's so um, fun and man it was just like a really amazing peter moment where he just kind of you know we were just talking all this whole entire podcast about how rick is at the center stage and he's like leading a lot of these jams and then peter just had a big moment and i thought that was pretty awesome yeah and it was like the best dance party funk moment of the whole show so crush mm. it yeah, they needed to bring the energy way up. Yeah, after this was, yeah, that was the Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I so claimed it during that. Yeah. When, and to be fair, you know, when Rick came back, I mean, he just shredding. He was shredding. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. yeah I, I think he. I think he felt relief, and uh, you know, and then he let loose. <laughs> that was great. I. You know, I. I will never forget. The moment that Rick started hot tea and I turned to look at you, Brian, uh, and the look on your face, it was it was a truly beautiful moment. Uh, uh, so joy. I wish I had a pure joy. Locked eyes. Yeah. It was it was a beautiful moment. But yeah, this was a hot tea. A uh, great way to close the set. And I think at this point you're feeling like, all right, like, you know, we talked a lot about talking about the Flagstaff show, how they were kind of setting up Red Rocks in terms of set lists. Last night felt like it was setting up tonight again, you know, getting get yeah. stuff out of the way. Uh, you know, the, this flow down encore, similar thing. Like, you know, we're now we're not getting a flow opener tonight. You know, that's not gonna that's not gonna make. Thank goodness. Big tonight. catch coming. Yeah. Big catch coming. <laughs> Big you, catch. You, you have to wonder though, uh, if Rick didn't have to pee, would they have encored Madavan? Yeah, it was Madavan, on the set yeah. list. Oh, really? This would have been different. Um, and no flow, no flow on it. No, it was, no it was supposed to be a Madavan. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, mm. but it was hey, for you, Brian. Brian, were you, you know, jumping up and down for joy, uh, you know, the drink, drink, flow down? 
Yeah, I mean, I'll just keep going with the uh, bad hot takes. I mean, flow down. I, I don't know how anyone could argue with a bluegrass uh, song that uh, is about party in the woods. It just it it brings a smile to my this face. Chat, and, um... This chat, this pod loves bluegrass. <laughs> I just love <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 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 a fan. I love the distorted opener. It sounds you know like the opening segment is kind of like tapping into like you know. It's apologies for the extended fish references, but like Bowie and possums from like the mid nineties where there's just weirdness and like, it's all building and building and building and it gets into the zany zone. Um, I will say RJB and I did conclude uh, last night during it. Um, I did not realize it until last night that it kind of sounds like the music you would hear on a uh, Disney world ride. And that cracked <laughs> us up uh, big time and may have changed my perspective ever so slightly, but uh, I, 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 I do enjoy that song. <laughs> It's just, it's like the fishiest song they play, and I don't know why I don't like it because I love fish, but I just I don't know. It's just disjointed for me. But it, I had so much fun last night, just like laughing at how like we've been talking about this on our text chain, and then there it is, closing yeah. the show, and and Brian was so. We've happy. been over this. You don't like partying in the woods. It's okay. I, I, you I know, it's, if, if that's you... so not true. I grew up in Michigan. That's all I did. I did that when you were in diapers, Brinkman. Fine. Yeah, it was it, it was good. I think you're right. Like it ended T flow down. Once again, taking our opinions out of it. Those are like two fan favorites. I feel like I feel like a lot Very of people cool. like T. A lot Mine of people like flow down. Throws at a perfect time. And it's just so it. <laughs> I think it just was easy and 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 good. And yeah, like we said though too, I don't want them to play an eight minute motto <laughs> right? So that's yeah. the other part. Yeah, also like, true. It's a great call. Had, like so man. true. Yeah. So, Don't and we've out. seen those throughout times this year where they've truncated Madhavan and it's just like, let's let it breathe tonight. So, be nice. Fingers crossed. Sure they will. Yeah, it's going to be sure It's going to be fun. Do we have any uh, thoughts from anyone else on, on the, the end of the show here before we wrap up? So, I, I do have to say, I, I put my picks in before I saw that set list. And so, that was kind of a, Yikes. That was kind of a rookie move. Yep. Uh, oh, but, no. But I don't know. I, you know, I don't. I don't think it's guaranteed. I, I think this is one of those runs where I think they already had a really good idea what they wanted to do tonight. So mm-hmm. maybe that doesn't change. Yeah, all signs are pointing to a set list that we know is coming, and, and it's, like, awesome. it's going to be big. Um, I, big catch. Neil, you made a big big proclamation big last big night catch. in the car on the way home from the show that if tonight is not an all timer, he's never seeing Goose again. It's Love it. So he did say that. Did wow. say that. Uh, and so stay tuned uh, tomorrow to find out if Neil will ever be getting to 50 shows. <laughs> hey, can I, can I ask one question before we break here? Um, yes. So similar to the Goosemas run, we have this small college campus show tomorrow night uh, up in Fort Collins, which had, if I recall correctly, it had the debut of Mr. Action. It had Cross-Eyed and Painless, which is fairly rare. It, I believe there were a few other rare moments. I don't have the set list in front of me. But um, the Goosemas show has felt like these big blowout 6,000 people in the venue here. Let's play some special uh, um, under, you know, underrated overlooked type of stuff here at the Fox show. How do you think that the Colorado state show is impacting the set list here for tonight's show? If you were like predicting. I thought they might play thatch twice last night and tomorrow. Mm. Mm. (laughs) I thought the Metabon was going to be saved for, for the CSU show. And it could be too. Yeah. It it seemed Mm. like they were lining that up perfectly 
when they played the fast all I need the other day, it seemed like they were lining up all I need for either tonight or tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tonight. So, I mean, there's big, big hammers coming. All the bangers. Yeah, listen, um, tonight yeah. is Cubs night for the eight point. It burns within. Okay. So, oh, yeah. That's why I think tonight's actually from a, just talking about fantasy for, for a minute. I actually think tonight's not quite – I think Dripfield and Thatch, I think everybody's going to have that somewhere in their eight and seven, one way or the other. But after that, it actually is a little bit tricky because there are there are a lot of big bangers on the table, and you start looking at, at those, and you start looking at what was played last year at Red Rocks, and mm-hmm. and are they going to shy away from, from any of the – I mean, I don't know. I think I think this is such a big venue for them that I think, I think they are going to repeat things like Arcadia and Hunger Sight maybe Redbird, um, hopefully not Empress, but you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, all, all I need. Um, and yeah, is I, on the table. So, well, yeah. Neil, I, I, just real quick, Neil, I don't know if you were on the same wavelength as me, but, uh, you know, Rick, I, I'm pretty sure famously kind of, you know, kind of hooked in with the, with the Hare Krishna folks in, in a, during his time at, at C, up, in, up in Fort Collins. So I kind of was linking that you know, with Madavon being played there, but I don't know. We'll see. I was, I was a little bit surprised to see it on the, on the list last night. Mm-hmm. D, D and I were talking Sanskrit uh, yesterday. Yeah. Sanskrit. Heard, uh, Indian yeah, River Sanskrit. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard that one in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Coach be skirting. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we have a question from the chat here. Came to play. Uh, let's go around. Everybody say uh, one song that you most want to hear tonight uh, before we wrap up. Thank you for, uh, this wonderful suggestion. We can, it, just because one person says a song doesn't mean you can't. Um, yes, we are still on halves. Thank you for going. I mean, Moby, obviously. I want to hear Moby on, on the rocks. I mean, who doesn't want to hear Dripfield? I mean, like, it's the yeah, number one. Yeah. Everybody's expecting it. We didn't get it last, last year. year. Yep, should be big. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. don't mention Dramatic. last year not, not playing Dripfield in front of Brian. He might, like, have, like, flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, what about yeah. you? I, my dad's coming tonight, and it's his second Goose show, and he's a huge drip field guy. So I want him to get nice. the big monster drip field, and I also really want to hear Arcadia. It's like the first song that hooked me to Goose, and I haven't heard. I want to hear a big one like that. Brian? Franklin? Uh, as I'm contractually obligated to do, I have two choices here, one original uh, one cover. Um, the original, obviously, drip field. Uh, uh, they played it so masterfully this year and just want to hear what that sounds like in that setting. Uh, the song – that hooked me on goose was their cover <laughs> of inside out. And, uh, I want to hear that. Mm-hmm. I, we all don't, that. I think it's been played yeah. too recently, but, um, you know, uh, RJB sent me the Albany 2019, uh, fall 2019 show. I think it's like 1018 or something. And I saw it on the set list. Didn't think anything of it. Listened to the first set and was like, Holy shit, they're covering this song. If this band covers the song, I'm listening to more. And that was like the wow. moment where I jumped in. Um, so I would, I would kill to hear that. That's also how Neil found Goose. So yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, spoon and big spoon guy. Love yeah, spoon. big spoon guy. B, big spoon uh, guy. what do you want to hear tonight? He will also be little spoon if you ask him nicely. You say um, B or D? B. Okay, cool. I mean, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I hate to to just repeat, but you know, it's got to be drip field. Uh, but I'm also right there with Megan. I mean, I I kind of do want to see a big Arcadia. Uh, I think I think a uh, I think something to rival Mission Ballroom Arcadia has been due 
mm. for a while. Yeah. And I, I mean, oh, yeah. why not? Why not at Red Rocks? You know, I mean, I would, I'd love to see it. Yeah, definitely. D. Yeah, I was, uh, uh, Arcadia is another one that needs a big jam. I agree. Um, I think it's just got to be, I, Dripfield will be great, but I'm excited to see Thatch. I think that'll just be monstrous. Uh, um, obviously, just the, the builds. I mean, if we, the way they played it in Montana, um, if they can mm. even come close in a space like that, it's just, should be pretty, pretty magnificent, mm-hmm. Kev, triumphant. Anything for you other than a Counting Crows cover? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be if we're doing if I'm following Brian and doing one cover and one original uh, around Mr. here, Jones. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Jones, if they want to cover any of that, it would be fine. No, Let's in all seriousness, in all seriousness, uh, auditorially, uh, hearing the drip toms reverberating off the rocks at Red Rocks. Oh. Would be, yes. I mean, yes. Next, next well, you have, you have yet to see a drip live because you weren't at Goosemist. That's correct. Thanks for oh, wow. reminding me. Wow. So he, he, oh, he, I'm he, excited for you. It will be yeah. even more special for Kev when they play it. But, yeah. I, I got one more thing that I we, – will we see the first Travelers? And obviously, Elmeg, we saw it last year, but um, I'd like Poor to Collins. see it come tonight, too. That yeah, would I'm, be I'm, sick I'm, tonight. I'm calling Travelers tonight. That's why I That'd don't really compete cool. Travelers in tonight, Elmeg but... tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Have plays for fun. Uh, Elmeg has already played at the Red Rock. Um, All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are 70 minutes in, and there are still a lot of you watching, uh, which is really so. Quick break. Thank you uh, for watching (laughs) us. You know, just spout bullshit for 70 minutes about last night's show. Tempe, take it from the top. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you to our live studio audience uh, for being here for today's pod. Uh, it's been it's been a pleasure to do this with everybody today. And Brian and Megan, thank you for being here. Can't wait to see all of you again in just a couple hours uh, when we uh, you know when we when we head back to the rocks tonight. It's going to be another amazing night. And of course, we will be with less people tomorrow, but we will still be back uh, to recap tonight's show tomorrow afternoon at three thirty p.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. one thirty p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, it's going to be a blast tonight, uh, and I can't wait to see Goose again. Uh, but thank you again, everybody, for watching. Thank you all for being here to talk about it. It's been it's been amazing. All right, Ryan, go watch the ball game. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me, Cheers. guys. Thanks, Thanks, guys. This was awesome. Megan, Brian, see you guys tonight. Yes, yeah, we're going to meet you tonight. tonight. Thank Animation. you, everybody, so much for tuning into this episode of Day After Show. We'll see you all tomorrow. Hey, music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born 
to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music, because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.